LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Before we jump into Ask Me Anything for today, I want to tell you about a company named Belay. You know, no matter how many people that you have on staff at your church, whether there's a few or a lot, there's only so much that you can accomplish in a day, right? Your church exists to serve your community. So the mission of your church and its staff is to reach as many people as you can. That's why productivity is not just a, a business practice. It's essential. It's essential in, in being the best steward of your time that you can be and to use the most of your church's resources in being successful in the things God has called you to. Thankfully, our friends at Belay know this really well. Belay, an innovative staffing solution with over 10 years of experience serving churches, has successfully matched thousands of organizations with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. You, you thought, you know, I, I need somebody, but just not, not, not for the whole time. Well, they're your partner for this. That's why they're offering our listeners a free download of their resource, Church Leaders, Essential Strategies to Unleash Productivity. Let Belay help your church live its mission in your community by helping you juggle less and accomplish more. Just go to Belay, that's B-E-L-A-Y, solutions.com slash Lifeway for your free download. And now I hope you enjoy Ask Me Anything. Hey everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything. Dun. I am, yes, your host, It just Matt gets Love. in your head, you can't get it out. You, you literally can't get it out, no matter how hard you try. Uh, I'm Matt Love, I'm here with pastor, author, theologian, whatever words you want to describe yourself with, uh, UNC fan, I know he maybe won't admit it in public, but it's true, uh, hey, J.D. Greer. You said it, not me. <laughs> um, J.D., we've been asking the last few weeks, talking about a lot of questions that Christians ask about prayer, that some of them they struggle to ask or they're embarrassed to ask. And I think this one today is really big for a lot of people. And and the question today is, is there such a thing as an unanswered prayer? And I'll just say, I mean, I, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say, it definitely feels like sometimes there are unanswered prayers. But but is there actually such a thing as an unanswered prayer? Yeah, Matt, I mean, that's a, that's a very personal question because you know behind every question, there's usually a questioner. And a lot of people, um, for them, it, it was a moment where they, so to speak, lost their faith because they asked God something they thought was perfectly reasonable, something they would imagine God would want to do, and and it didn't happen. And so they say, God, does this mean you don't care about me? God, are you are you angry at me? And one of the, I guess, what I want to do is start out assuring you from the gospel that whatever it is that is happening, that's that's not the case. Um, one of the things that's really encouraging me, Matt, is how much of the Bible is written from the perspective of people who are waiting on God to do something that he hasn't done yet. That's good. Um, so much of the Old and New Testament are, 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 Lord, why? Why is this not happening? I mean, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen because Scripture teaches from start to finish that God is a prayer-answering God. Uh, King David, one of my favorite prayer promises, Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen. he says, I am convinced I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, which means that, that I'm going to see his goodness now. Not just when I get to heaven one day, it's all going to work out, but I need to see his promises and his goodness coming into my marriage and my family and my world. So God does answer prayer, but so much of it is written from the perspective of, of why God, why haven't you, why haven't you done it yet? Um, maybe the greatest unanswered prayer we're going to find anywhere is going to be from Jesus when he's on the cross. My God, my God, you know, why have you forsaken me? 
um, or in the Garden of Gethsemane when he's calling out on God to remove this cup from him. What you see in that moment is that that in the moments when our sin was doing the most damage to God, that was when he stayed true to us and when he went through the full the full act of salvation for us. And if God did not abandon us then when when his when he was nailed to a tree, then we know that he's not going to abandon us now. So I don't know all the reasons why God doesn't answer prayer the way that we we want him to, but I know it's not. Uh, I know the reason is not because he has either forgotten us or he ceased to love us. The, the empty tomb of Jesus assures me that's that that's not that that's not the reason. Um, so you know, be encouraged. Be encouraged that that your Bible is written from the perspective of those who wait on God. Mm-hmm. So why why is why are there unanswered prayer? Well, let me give you just a handful of thoughts here. Um, you know, there is, you do have to consider, number one, am I not really God's child? I mean, I, you, everybody prays. You know, people who don't know God at all sometimes will pray, and and the Bible is is pretty clear that if you are not a child of God, he's, he feels under no obligation to answer your prayers. The prayer he wants to hear from you is a prayer of repentance. Um, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And if you were not surrendered to Jesus, you would you know, certainly be in that category. And you can repent and come to Jesus right now um, and change that. For a believer, maybe there are, are things that are, you're asking that are idolatrous. Um, you, James, James chapter 4 says um, you, you ask it, you don't receive because you ask. The, 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 the analogy he uses is adulterously. And it's kind of a gripping analogy because, I mean, you think about how do you ask adulterously? Well, you know, I'm married. I've been married for over 20 years. And if I were to approach my wife and say, hey, I got a request, I, you know, I really want you to, 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 to fulfill me romantically and sexually. And what I need to do that is, and I point to somebody else that I want her to arrange some kind of relationship between me and somebody else. Well, she'd be offended by that because she agreed to do those things in herself, not to be the liaison to somebody else. When you're asking God for something, a raise at your job, better health, a, you know, um, a promotion, a new friend, and you're looking for something in that answer that you ought to be finding in God. Mm-hmm. You're actually praying adulterously because you're asking God to provide you with somebody else what, uh, through somebody else, what he what he wants to be supplying in him himself. There's the question of God saying, "I want you to keep asking." Um, I, I mentioned this in one of our earlier podcasts, but it's it's refreshing to me how much of Jesus's teaching, specifically in the Gospel of Luke, but elsewhere also of how much of it is directed at, at those he's trying to encourage to keep praying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, persist. He, t- he tells a story about a, a guy who comes to his neighbor's house at night and has to beat down the door, you know, wake his neighbor up in the middle of the night saying, I need a, you know, a Pop-Tart. I need a loaf of bread because people showed up in my house unexpected. And, and, and the point Jesus makes is it is because of this man's shameless, persistent, audacious request that the guy eventually is like, fine, I got to get out of bed. He's not going to leave me alone. And he gets up and gives it to him, not because he's his friend, Jesus said, but because the guy won't leave him alone. Um, by the way, this this teaching is so kind of like counterintuitive. Jesus actually had to teach it twice. Hmm. Seven chapters later, he teaches the same thing in a new parable. And this time, God is like this unjust judge, and he gives a woman justice because the the, the woman will not leave him alone. And Jesus even makes the point, the judge gives her justice, not because not because he's good, but because he's just like, I, I've got to make this woman leave me alone. Um, this is one of those things that I'm like, how does Jesus get away teaching this? I could never say that. But Jesus says, your heavenly father's like that. The point, of course, is not to compare God to an unjust judge or an uncaring neighbor. It's to contrast him with one. Mm-hmm. And to say, if even an unjust judge or an uncaring neighbor is going to respond to persistence, then 
your heavenly father who cares more about you than you even care about yourself or you care about your children, of course, he is going to grant you what you want through your persistence also. So don't give up. Knock. Even the analogy of knocking is like you don't, when you knock the door, you don't bang on the door one time and then wait. If I hear a thud at my door, I think one of my kids fall out of bed. You know, knocking is a repeated like, get up, get up. He, yeah. he said, that's how I want you to pray. So, so you pray with, with persistence. Why does God do it that way? Well, I mean, I think there are multiple reasons. I don't know all of them. I love how Martin Luther used to explain it. He said, you know, um, wrestling with God in prayer, persisting in prayer is a lot like a, a, a young son wrestling with his father. At any point, the father could overpower the son, but he lets himself be, be you know, twisted. And, and sometimes he'll resist his son because he's testing the resolve and strength of his son in order to to strengthen his muscles. Yeah. So that's what God is doing is he is is withholding so that we keep pressing in because he wants us to see if we're really if we're really persistent in our trust in his goodness. I said this at the beginning and let me go back to it. So much of your Bible is written from the perspective of people who are waiting on God. Andrew Murray, a great saint, great prayer warrior said said waiting on God is the most essential posture of the Christian life. God, why not yet? And do I really believe in your goodness or am I only addicted to the answers? Do I believe that you're good even when I don't see all the evidences right in front of me yet? And am I going to keep pressing and keep, um, keep, you know, keep pushing in? That's good. So, J.D., I do want to kind of go back to something you said earlier just because, you know, I know, again, a big part of um, what you've been saying and a big part of what you're encouraging people to do is really just, again, just ask. That's the, the book you wrote. Um, but just come to God with things. So but you mentioned sometimes you kind of can get a, a no or a not no answer because you're praying something idolatrous. How do you kind of hold that intention of like evaluating your heart, right? but not allowing, because I, I mean, we both know there's some people that can get so in their head about, is this an idolatrous prayer that they kind of just don't do it, don't pray or don't engage. Yeah. How do you hold that intention? Well, <laughs> yes, it's a good question to ask, but also as a child, like we said in the first podcast, you just come and you just ask. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you're running to your heavenly father with your need. Let him teach you your motives. You just come That's and ask good. and let him to te- let him teach you. But you do come. And I don't know. I thought this is where you were going and you, you went somewhere different with it. <laughs> um, you do come like a child, he says, who is trusting. Hmm. And trusting means saying your will is better than mine. I mean, that like the very first part of the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. You say your kingdom come, your will be done. This is not about me getting my will done in heaven as much as it is getting heaven's will done through me. And that means my will needs to be bent to God's will even more than I need to get God's help and his power in, in, in what I'm doing. Where Jesus taught this, go back to Luke 11 that we referred to earlier, is he talked about a um, you know coming a, a child who comes to their parent and asks for an this, egg or a fish. This is by far the most helpful thing you have ever taught about prayer for me personally, by the way, this, this verse right here. Cause I, I remember when you put this in a sermon and it was like, Oh, that is extremely helpful for me. So, so now you just raised the stakes. And I was like, <laughs> we're eating in and I, I can never disappoint. Okay. So, so a child comes to parent and says, I need fish or I need a chicken nugget. Let's update it. You, you, a parent doesn't hand him a scorpion. Right. And yeah. doesn't say, and, and Jesus says, so your heavenly father's not going to do that to you either. But what if you flip that? And what if you say, what if you, you, you come as a child and you ask for a scorpion? Well, no parent's going to say, sure, here's your scorpion. <laughs> the parent will sometimes hand them a chicken nugget and say, this is actually what you need. Yes. Prayer is often God giving us what we would have asked for if we knew what he knew. Yes. Sometimes his different answer to our prayer is not 
despite his love for us. It's because of his love for us. And he's saying, I love you so much that I'm not going to answer that prayer the way that you prayed it. I'm going to answer it a different way because I want to give you, to use the analogy, chicken nuggets and not scorpions or snakes. Well, and to me, that's so freeing to just be able to come to God with anything because you're trusting that I'm going to come to him with what I'm, at least in my limited, this is what I think that I want or need or whatever. And I'm just free to pray that and be like, whatever I get is that was the the chicken nugget that I should have prayed for. <laughs> and and so to me, it's, that's just really, it's just yeah. really freeing to come to God with anything and just ask and, and bring those things to him. So that's really helpful. And, and like we've said, if you want to learn more about prayer and, and, and just hear some other answers to some other questions about prayer from Pastor JD, he has a new book. It's called Just Ask. It's available now anywhere you normally get books, or you can go to thegoodbook.com. The Say what? Tell them who wrote the forward. That's pretty the, cool. The forward is written by Paul Miller, which I'll be honest, when I saw that he wrote the forward, I got at least 15% more excited <laughs> about the book. So hey, I'll just go ahead and say it right now without any, if you could only buy one prayer book other than the Bible. It's going to be Paul Miller's A Praying Life. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind saying that at all, even with my own <laughs> prayer book out. But Paul was gracious enough because the book had such an impact on me and our staff that he wrote the forward. So you can at least read the forward of the book. JD consistently punches book. above his weight class when it comes to forwards. <laughs> I, I think if you looked at all, like it's like a who's who. It's pretty impressive. Um, so anyway. Uh, Matt, will you write the forward to my Buy the books book? for the forwards. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Will you write the forward to my next book, Matt? Yeah, I would love to. I'd be very happy to. Um, so uh, you can go check it out, thegoodbook.com, or like I said, anywhere you normally get your books. And then if you want a podcast to listen to, you can go check out the Five Leadership Questions podcast. It's hosted by Todd Atkins, Chandler Vanoy. It's part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network family. They've interviewed people like John Mark Comer, John and Dave Ferguson, Tony Evans, and many, many more. So just check out five leadership podcasts in your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. And we will see you next time on Just Ask Me Anything.